So Santa Claus, Santa Claus is coming to town. So this morning, I was thinking about this. I want us to envision that we're Santa Claus. And here's our task, right? Tomorrow, Christmas Eve, Santa Claus has to deliver presents all over the world. He's got one night to do it, right? There's 7 billion people in the world. He's got one night to do it. And I know, I know there's a naughty list and a nice list, but I'm a universalist, and so everyone's getting presents. So, but Santa's going to need some help because he's got this big sleigh and he's got seven billion presents on it, right? And he's got one night to do it, so he needs a team of reindeer. He needs not just any team of reindeer. He needs the dream team of reindeer. So help me out here. What kind of attributes, what kind of skills do you think the reindeer need to have in order to help Santa out? They need to fly, yeah? Yeah, we're going to go with that. What else? Speed. Yes, we're going to have to have speed. What else? Good direction. Awesome. Anything else? Bells. Bells. Yeah, bells would be helpful. Stamina. Stamina. Yeah, endurance. What else? Teamwork. And navigation. Navigation. Good. Yeah, these are all great. One more. One more. A big sleigh. Yes, we got the huge sleigh, right? It's huge. And, and Santa's not exactly getting skinny. And you get seven billion presents on it, you're going to need strength, right? So I think we need speed, obviously speed. We need strength, something to carry all this thing. We need agility, endurance. We need creative problem solving. We need some leaders, right, who can, you know, solve problems real cleverly and, and real quickly. And, of course, to kind of motivate us as we get over, you know, Uzbekistan and it's getting long and tired, we need something to motivate us, and that, I think, is love. You know, this is why Santa does this, right, in the reindeer? So, clearly, I think this is what Santa has done. So, speed. We've got Dasher, you know, the Usain Bolt <laughs> of reindeer. We got Comet, clearly a speed, right, Comet. And we have Blitzen. Now, Blitzen is kind of a weird word, unless you're German or Dutch, and you know that Blitzen means lightning. So, lightning, comet, and dasher, right? That's good. So now, what else do we need? We need strength. And strength is, uh, I think, donder, donner, or donder. The word donder is another kind of Dutch-German word that means thunder. So we have thunder that's going to carry that sleigh. All right, and then we need that agility and endurance, that ability to move quickly and gracefully. And I think we got the two there, right? Prancer and dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Prancer and dancer are our agility and our endurance, the elegance of it. And then we need leaders. So we need the leader that's going to be really clever and thoughtful, able to make decisions really quickly, solve problems. And that's vixen. Now, for those of you who don't know, vixen is another word for a fox. Right? So foxes are very smart and very clever. So I think that's fixing. And of course, what else? We need love, symbolized by Cupid. Right? So that's, that's the dream team. Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner and Blitz. The dream team of reindeer. And Santa's got it all worked out. And then we have 
Then we have what I refer to as the Rudolph problem. <laughs> you know, Rudolph... Rudolph is a good kid, right? And he's got this dream. He's got this dream of, of being on Santa's team. But you know what? He's, he's, he's kind of little, a little scrawny. So he's not really strong, like Donder. And he's, you know, not terribly fast. Certainly not going to beat Comet or Blitzen or, or Dasher in a race and not exactly coordinated, sort of awkward and trips over himself a lot. So, you know, not going to be able to handle the, that part of it. And he's smart enough, right? But not really as smart as Vixen. And sure, he's got a good heart. He's got a good heart, but not really good enough to be better than Cupid. And then, of course, on top of all that, he's got this nose problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's kind of, it's big and red, and it kind of shines. It's kind of hard to breathe through. <laughs> and... You know, it's just kind of weird. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's just kind of different, and it's kind of weird. So, you know, you're Santa, and you're like, okay, he's a nice kid, and he's got a good heart, but he just really doesn't have anything that I need on this team. And then he's got the snows thing, and I don't know. I don't know about the nose. And you know, when Santa turns away, the other reindeer, the dream team, I mean, they know they're the best. They know they're the best. So they, you know, they kind of make fun of the nose a little bit. And, and you know, when they're training, when they're training all through November and December to get ready to pull the sleigh, and, you know, Rudolph wants to come and train with them, they kind of ignore him because, you know, he's never going to make it. He's never going to be good enough. So I have to think that all that would be pretty discouraging if we were Rudolph, right? Doesn't have a particular talent, doesn't have a particular gift to bring, and he's got this weird nose that everyone makes fun of, and he's rejected, he's rejected by all the other reindeer, and worse yet, you know, he's kind of rejected by Santa himself. And all that rejection, it's the kind of situation that perhaps makes us, or makes Rudolph, want to give up his dream of pulling the sleigh. But not everyone faced with rejection gives up their dream. And I want to show you a video here in a minute about a lot of other people, some of whom were rejected, but all of whom faced barriers, similar barriers, to achieving their dream. So let's get that video up. Dismissed from drama school with a note that read, wasting her time, she's too shy to put her best foot forward. 
turned down by the Decca recording company who said, we don't like their sound and guitar music is on the way out. A failed soldier, farmer, and real estate agent. At 38 years old, he went to work for his father as a handyman. Cut from the high school basketball team, he went home, locked himself in his room, and cried. A teacher told him he was too stupid to learn anything, and he should go into a field where he might succeed by virtue of his pleasant personality. Fired from a newspaper because he lacked imagination and had no original ideas. His fiance died, he failed in business twice, he had a nervous breakdown, and he was defeated in eight elections. If you've never failed, you've never lived. At the end of my crummiest days, I always put that on to remind myself that there's another day that follows it. I love to think about that video that life equals risk, and we all fail from time to time. Now, the thing about that is it's so easy to think about those success stories, isn't it? We get to skip right over the failure. We get to say, ah, yeah. The most famous basketball player of all time. He was cut, and he went home and cried, but then he became Michael Jordan. <laughs> or another version of this, this I love, there's a longer version of this video. Uh, Oprah Winfrey is told she doesn't have a face that will ever work on television. <laughs> the most famous band of all time, the Beatles. They are told, your sound doesn't matter much anymore. It's on the way out. And perhaps the, the one that hits my heart the most directly, Abraham Lincoln, the most famous American president, the one who was on the smallest and most necessary form of coin that we have, the one that all the other coins come from, Abraham Lincoln with all of his failures. And we can still think about their lives as successes, but what I want you to do right now is pretend you don't know about any of the successes. Go back to that moment, if you can in your mind, go back to that moment when Michael Jordan was cut. Imagine you're him. Go back to that moment after Lincoln lost his eight elections and had a nervous breakdown. Go back to that moment when you're Oprah Winfrey and have just been told you don't have a face that will work on television. It's that moment. That moment before they were the most famous, the most famous reindeer, the most famous whatever. That moment, that's the moments I want us to get in touch with right now. Maybe you're having one of those moments right now in school. Maybe you're having one of those moments right now in work. What do you start to believe about yourself in those moments? Do you start to feel sad? Do you start to feel unloved? Do you start to feel that maybe you're not worthy? Do you start to feel that maybe you don't count? Do you start to feel that maybe it's really not worth it to try at all in the first place? See, in those moments, those are the most important moments in life. Because in those moments when we think we've done something badly, or in those moments when we think that we have failed, 
It's important not to take the next step. I don't know how many of you have ever felt this, but I know I have, and so I'll raise both my hands. I have failed. I'm a failure. I've done something badly. I am bad. Anyone ever? Am I the only one? Okay, all right. (laughs) You see, the one part, life is risk. We're going to fail. The most successful people fail all the time. I have failed more times in my life than I could ever count or hope to count. And yet, to keep ourselves from making that next step from I failed to I am a failure, that is really, really important. Because if we start to believe that we are a failure, end of sentence, period, boom, it's all over, then we're not going to take that next step into that next risk. We're not going to believe that life is possibility. I'm going to share a big word with you right now that I don't expect you to remember. It's not even a word from the English language. It's called bodhicitta. Repeat that back to me. All right, you did remember it. I apologize. There's a lot of different ways to translate that word. Enlightened heart, awakened heart. I like to bring it down to the most basic. It simply means our hearts remain open. And so this little figure up here, and by the way, I chose this figure because this is what I grew up with. No animated. This is the claymation Rudolph. That is the real Rudolph for me. That's the only Rudolph that really is. Rudolph has bodhicitta. I mean, imagine him before he became the most famous reindeer of all, period, before the song is written, before the song is sung. And in that moment, he is told, you are unwanted, you are unloved. We don't need you. In that moment, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, the unwanted reindeer, the unloved reindeer, he had an open heart. And that made all the difference. Because that kept him, no doubt, from saying, they don't love me, therefore I'm unlovable. I did something they said is bad, therefore I'm bad. He didn't take that leap. He kept his heart open. And so Rudolph is one of my clearest life heroes. Because I got to tell you this, I've been doing this here at Wellsprings now for, oh wow, almost six years. And I was ordained about 14 and a half years ago. And I started serving in UU congregations about three years before that. And I don't know, I've got a ways to go up here, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, it's your judgment to make, not mine. I think I'm pretty good. But I want to tell you about my first worship service. Some of you know this already. My first worship service, it wasn't like one of these little rinky-dink music stands we got here. It was a big old pulpit. And I standed in that pulpit, stood in it, and I held on for dear life to keep myself from falling down. And I thought I would be secured. Maybe I would even look kind of, you know, stentorian, serious up there, noble. But I forgot one thing that I couldn't keep still, which was my head. I was so nervous, so overcome by anxiety that my head started to shake. And so I had to lift one hand and then another hand just to kind of put it underneath, (laughs) just to kind of keep my head from feeling I was going to swivel right off my body. (laughs) 
And I knew this was not good ministerial practice. <laughs> and after the service was over, and I wasn't even preaching, I was just like doing the announcements and the meditation. <laughs> I was so terrified, so incredibly terrified. After the service, a few people I respect, without meaning to be mean or cruel to me, said, you know you were touching your face a lot during that service. <laughs> you might not want to do that anymore. And outwardly, I, oh, thank you for that feedback. I appreciate it. And I went home to the little apartment I had at seminary, and I got under the covers, and I never wanted to leave. I said, this thing that I yearn to do, this thing that I care so much about, which was the reason that I was nervous so much in the first place. I thought it was unwanted, I was unlovable, and that there was no future. But here's the thing. Who is Rudolph? I am Rudolph. I must have been Rudolph because there was something to get me out of my bed to give it a try again, even though I had failed so spectacularly at this first time ever trying something that I knew I would love to do. Who is Rudolph? I am Rudolph. Who is Rudolph? Who is Rudolph? Let me see your noses. Who is Rudolph? 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 Don't take your noses off. Who is Rudolph? It's not quite loud enough. I'm not quite sure I believe it. Who is Rudolph? Vince, put your nose on. Band. You're always telling me playing together is risk, is jazz, is improvisation. I am Rudolph. Who is Rudolph? Okay, now we're done. Who is Rudolph? We all are Rudolph. You know what, buddy? Yes, you are. And boy, come and talk to me. <laughs> After your first big life failure, oh, that's going to be a delicious moment for us both. And we'll dig into it. Ah, <laughs> oh, the innocence of youth. Because when we recognize that whether we want to admit it or not, we all are Rudolph, then we know that all our gifts are welcome. Then we know in this season of giving that the greatest gift that truly there is, is our ability to share our gifts wisely and well, and sometimes most importantly at that moment when we feel our gifts have been rejected. Let's remember, we all are Rudolph. Let's remember we all belong. Let's remember that we all matter. 
Amen and Merry Christmas. And may you live in blessing. And let's pray together. A divine source within us, around us, between us, amongst us, of the great and awakening hearts that are within each and every one of us, that bodhicitta spirit. May we recognize, especially if we're in the midst right now of a tough time in our lives, in which we may feel rejected, unwanted, unloved. May we remember the little reindeer who could. May we remember all those great success stories and that they too had their moments of not knowing what was going to happen next. But they had enough faith. They had enough courage. And they had enough love to take the next step into their lives and recognize that if life is going to be beautiful, life is going to be risk. May we accept the risks before us today, and may we meet those challenges with grace and love and our own innate inner dignity and our light. Amen. Please rise for our last song. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. extinguish this light, but certainly not our own and certainly not the light of our noses. <laughs> and together we say, as we release this flame from its faithful service today, we allow the spark in each of us to burn on, to warm our compassion, to fire our delight, to light our paths today, tomorrow, and always. And may each and every one of us this day be in peace and go in peace and take peace seriously from people wearing red noses, because if peace is not joyful, then peace will not really be peace. May it be so for all of us and all of you.